Hi there, podcast listener. I'm DC Benincasa with Missouri Business Alert. You're used to hearing the Speaking Startup podcast here, but for the next couple months, we're going to bring you something a little different, a new podcast called Market Dives. We'll dive into big developments across business, politics, sports, and more, explain the economic forces driving them, and help you understand why they matter in Missouri. We're excited to bring you this new show, and we hope you'll give it a listen. Now here's Market Dives. The holidays are important for almost all businesses. While it's a time for businesses to reel in profits, it's also full of challenges. This episode, we will dive into the hectic world of holiday business. Welcome to Market Dives, a podcast that examines big economic stories and explains their effect on the show-me state. I'm DC Benincasa, and this week I'm joined by Grace Neeland, who's been reporting on retail. Is this your first time on a podcast, Grace? It is, actually, yeah. I know you published a story about holiday supply chains. What made you interested in covering this? Yeah, so a few weeks ago, I was stopping by one of the local bookstores here in Columbia, and I saw this sign out front that said something like, shop now to avoid supply chain strain. And I mean, this was in September, and that was sort of a shock to the system, especially for me, who always shops last minute. And so that's really what made me start digging into it. It's pretty wild that in September, in September, businesses were already telling customers to order early for Christmas. Could you explain why businesses are so concerned about having their shelves fully stocked as the holiday season approaches? Well, business owners are blaming a pretty familiar culprit at this point, which is, of course, the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, retail demand plummeted and shipping lines canceled orders, companies ordered fewer products, and consumers were minimizing their shopping to essentials like toothpaste, toilet paper, that sort of thing. And since the global trade market screeched to a halt, the number of moving trucks operating also went down significantly. Well, now that demand is picked back up in retail, what's the problem? When demand surged back, trucks were out of position because companies had adjusted to the lower demand in the beginning of the pandemic. And because they were out of position and weren't really accustomed to pre-pandemic demand anymore, wait times to move products increased. And there's also a shortage of truck drivers. According to the American Trucking Association, the trucking industry is about 80,000 drivers short, a 30 percent increase from before the pandemic. And other businesses have found it difficult to recruit and retain staff too, right, Grace? Definitely. And that's added to the amount of time it's taking to load products and distribute them to retailers. Because of these longer wait times, retailers are concerned that their distributors won't get their products quickly enough to ensure that they're fully stocked. Half of small businesses say supply chain disruptions have significantly impacted their business in the past few months, according to a September survey from the National Federation of Independent Business. And 86% of business owners expect issues to continue into the next year. Wow. So trucker shortages and other labor shortages, along with businesses not being ready for the return to the pre-pandemic demand, are leading to long wait times for products. Is there anything else at play here? When you go even higher up in the supply chain, many products are struggling to even reach the U.S. from overseas. The ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles handle 40 percent of shipping containers arriving to the country. And through the first nine months of the year, they were receiving about a quarter more freight than in 2020. The ports have struggled to keep up with the quantity of imports, and now many areas of the ports are completely full with no room for new containers that are still arriving and no truckers to take the containers that are sitting there. Got it. Well, how are these waiting times affecting businesses here in Missouri? I talked to Kellen Gillian, owner and designer of Plume, a boutique and bakery in Columbia, about the effects supply chain blocks are having on her business. She says she's had to buy more inventory than usual for this point in the year to make sure she doesn't run out in December. 
I definitely have way more inventory in the shop right now than what I've had just out of fear of not being able to get it later. But it also means we have to tell people to shop early because what we have is probably what we have. Like we won't be restocking, you know, whereas in the past we may have had a, a, a little bit of a window. Like if you have a really awesome Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, you may still have time to place another order in de- early December to get kind of a last minute uh, influx of inventory. And Grace, could you explain the importance of the holiday season for businesses? Yeah, of course. So while not all businesses are equally dependent on the holidays, they're normally pretty vital for a business to survive. Some businesses, especially those in retail, make up to 40-45% of their yearly revenue in November and December. So even if you have a great year early on, if you aren't able to meet demand as the holidays creep up, you're not going to hit your yearly goals. Here's Gillian again. Most retail shops, as of it's not that we haven't made profit all year long or that we haven't made money, but when you just look at the cash flow, like the money that we've made, you know, it all goes, a lot of it goes straight back into this inventory that you're seeing. So, you know, for to pay ourselves at the end of the year, we need to have a good, a good holiday season. Gillian isn't the only retailer you talk to for the story, right? Nope. I also spoke to Melissa Fryer. She's the manager at Aardvark, a Columbia shop selling a lot of different products from tobacco accessories to clothing and candles. Like Gillian, her store is also facing shortages of products, even of basic items like shopping bags. They're just gone. The company's not even making them anymore. So we kind of had to scramble to find a reasonable replacement because some of the things that people buy are pretty large. So we needed a large bag. And I have been having to actually order them on eBay just to get something in stock that's big enough. And these material shortages and waiting times aren't coming at the best time for business owners. Even for a business that isn't connected to the holidays directly, Fryer says the holidays are still pretty important. I just had a young lady in here who was looking at the fairy statues. Um, And she mentioned that she wanted to get her mom one for Christmas. Well, she might not come in here, you know, 11 months out of the year to buy a fairy statue. But with Christmas coming, she said, her mom said, well, that's where I usually get my fairies, is our barks. So she came in to look at the fairies and to see what her options were and, you know, price ranges. Um, So we definitely have people that come in around the holidays to spend more money that maybe wouldn't otherwise. So I know we've been talking a lot about small businesses because that was the focus of your reporting, but this is affecting larger retailers too, right, Grace? Definitely. Um, So it's going to affect small and large businesses differently, but everybody's being affected. I mean, labor shortages, longer wait times, those are things that are going to affect everybody. Sometimes big businesses might have a little bit of a leg up because they're putting in these bigger, more expensive, more attractive orders to suppliers, but they're still going to be affected if things can't even make it to the U.S. and are just sitting in those shipping containers like we talked about. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Grace. Yeah, no problem. And with that, we are going to head to a break, but we will be back with more Market Dives. Well, we are back with more Market Dives, and I'm joined by my co-host, Coleman Mitchell. DC, can you believe how fast the holidays are approaching? Now that Halloween is over, I'm ready to put up my tree, turn on some Mariah Carey, and enjoy the season's festivities. Well, perhaps it's a bit soon. But DC... What song inspires your holiday spirit? Well, I do love Mariah Carey. My favorite would have to be Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty. You know, just a classic. Now, would you ever think of Ice Cube? 
I spoke with Taylor Dalton, who co-owns Candy Cane Crib, a residential and commercial holiday lighting service. His team has an unconventional way of spreading holiday cheer. We don't listen to Christmas music when we do lights. We listen to like California reggae music or like old school hip hop. So people think that's funny. They're like, oh, you must listen to Christmas music all the time. We're like, no, we never do. Well, I guess I can see now how old school hip hop could get you in the holiday spirit. Now, Coleman, I know we've talked about businesses navigating longer wait times during the holidays, but what about seasonal labor? That's a great question. Dalton didn't just share his holiday musical preferences. He also described how seasonal labor challenges are impacting Candy Cane Crib. For companies nationwide, finding enough workers to fill seasonal positions has been difficult. There were more than 10.4 million job openings nationally at the end of August, the latest month for which those figures are available from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's the second highest monthly total ever, trailing only July. Candy Cane Crib has had difficulty finding enough labor to keep up with demand, and the business is feeling the crunch on some of its larger projects. For instance, their most prominent work is a display at Columbia's Log Boat Brewing Company, which features thousands of lights. That's 300,000 lights, um, give or take, you know, some years more. Um, takes us about 24 days to put up. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the craziest thing, obviously. Like, people don't really realize what goes into that. Dalton says he has recruited additional workers to help out when they can. However, he says it would help to have more permanent employees in the business. Finding reliable help, at least, you know, people to get on on rooftops and kind of be able to be be there almost every day. Um, it's it's nice having help every now and then, but it would be awesome to have two more people, <laughs> you know, basically, you know, diving in like we do. Dalton's business has a narrow window to meet the needs of customers. He says he normally puts up lights from November 1st to a little after Thanksgiving. As the number of clients has grown, the business hasn't been able to recruit consistent workers. So his team started putting up lights in October to maximize the number of projects he can complete. There's no way we're going to be able to get everyone that reaches out unless we can do them early. Um, you know, in October. people don't really want Christmas lights until after Halloween. <laughs> and so, but now we're seeing... People are like, hey, if you can get us up October 13th, you know, we're in. So Dalton runs a business that only operates a couple months out of the year. But what happens to year-round businesses that also need additional labor for the holidays? Well, at Columbia Mall, they're actually having an easier time filling the niche seasonal positions, like Mall Santa. But mall tenants are struggling to retain employees in permanent roles. That's according to Rusty Strodman, who oversees Columbia Mall for the management company Brookfield Properties. This aligns with national trends. A quarter of retailers expect holiday season staff shortages, and unplanned absences could result in daily understaffing. This is according to a report from workforce software provider UKG. Interesting. What is causing this labor shortage that is leading to all these issues? These changes are from a shifting labor market. Strodman believes the government financial aid has made it more attractive to remain unemployed or allowed people to reconsider the way in which they wish to work. You know, I think I think it's mixed. I think there's a group of people that changed jobs. I think there's a group of people that found employment maybe from a hobby, maybe from a part-time, you know, it, you know, they, a lot of people became self-employed. So, you know, that, that takes people out of the job market. You know, we used to see a very large group of uh, 
teenagers and college kids working at the mall that we don't see anymore. We haven't seen that. That was even before COVID. And what has been the response to try and draw these workers back? It varies by employer. Stroudman talked about what Brookfield itself has done. The mall operator has tried creative ways to retain existing employees while providing attractive offers for prospective employees re-entering the job market. Um, you know, no one likes to clean up after someone else. Um, and so that's probably the hardest position for us to fill is our housekeepers. So uh, we continue to be creative with uh, incentives, uh, sign on bonuses. You know, if you work your if you work your shifts for a set week, there's an incentive, financial incentive for that. Seasonal employees are imperative to meet the spikes in demand among holiday shoppers. Business for retailers is highest during the holidays, yet stores are ill-equipped for these pressures. Labor shortages affect a business's ability to keep consistent hours of operation. As a result, that creates uncertainty for customers. So that's something that we've never had to deal with. We've always been very strict on our hours. That way, as a customer, when you come to the mall, you know the mall's going to be open 10 to 9 or whatever the hours are. Now I can't guarantee you that all my stores are going to be open. And that's something I've never been, you know, we've never had that issue. Is it realistic to expect these types of incentives to salvage some of the issues with seasonal labor? Or is this just how things are going to be this year? Well, there isn't a lot of confidence among business owners that things will improve much in the next few weeks. 75% of retailers in a survey said shoppers are expecting more from them than they are capable of delivering. And when you look at beyond just the labor shortage, Experts are predicting that retail sales will be up between 10.5 and 13.5% this year. So there is pressure on both sides of the equation for stores. I guess people will just have to appreciate the other parts of the holiday season that makes it so special, like spending time with friends and family, rather than holiday shopping. That's it from us here on this episode of Market Dives. Special thanks again to our guest, Grace Neeland. And as always, thank you to Horse Lords for providing the music for this episode. And thank you so much for listening this week. This is Market Dives, a KBIA and Missouri Business Alert podcast. For my co-host Coleman Mitchell and producer Ian Laird, I'm T.C. Benincasa. Talk to you next time.